Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Sam, and this is your first time listening to us. Hello, how are you? If you've been here before, hello, how have you been? Glad you're back. What are we? We are a collective of indie enthusiasts. We love indie games. We love playing them, talking about them, writing about them. We just love indie games. The smaller, the better. We also going to be talking about indie games this episode. Surprise, surprise. Indie people talking about indie games? Huh? And we're going to be talking about the indie games that are coming out this summer and maybe beyond that. But doesn't worry. Indie games that are coming out in the next few months or so. Quarter three? Quarter three. Or just a date that says 2023 on it and could be in September or maybe beyond. But again, we're going to try to stick to the summer. Um, if it is go beyond that, that is totally fine. Again, these are just games that we're looking forward to that are coming out very soon. Um, but before we get into any of that, I have some very wonderful people with me this week. Starting off with Taz, who is our Twitch team lead. Taz, how are you? Sam, I'm wonderful. How are you? I am good. I am Spider-Versed. I am not an anomaly. I am a canon event, Dagnabbit. Someone gets that reference who's seen that movie. Other people just confused with the words I just said, but that's okay. <laughs> also, we have Autumn. Autumn is a very wonderful individual who is here. Autumn, how are you? Oh, hello. I'm half awake, so just ignore me. Again, feel. <laughs> I feel that. I do. Mood. Mood. That's what I was looking for. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, also Puppet, who is our editor-in-chief and owner. Ooh. Puppet, how are you? Ooh, you added the owner part. Wow. I mean, are, are you not? Like, it, have I been lied to all these times? <laughs> no, I guess <laughs> I do have the little uh, general business license posted. Mm. So, yeah, I guess so. so. Right? We're real business. We, we get W-2s. We don't, we don't get W-2s. Uh, <laughs> I know. We have some kind of document. We have, we, have a, we have a mission statement. We have a mission statement. We or do. Yes, we do. And your intro was beautiful. I should oh change our miss- mission statement to that. <laughs> we try our best. Yes. Oh, but Puppet, I think I asked when I asking, how are you? I, I am feeling Autumn's vibes a little bit. I have coffee. I feel <laughs> a little quirky and quite sleepy. So mm. here we are. Um, Eric who is our content creator who prepares content. Eric, how are you? I am many of emotions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, like today I'm not doing too bad. Um, just kind of relaxed most of the day. Tried not to do too much just because I'm like overwhelmed with random things around the house, uh, but mostly okay. Uh, just i had been trying to stream more often and now OBS is just like, I'm just going to randomly crash. Why? I don't know. <laughs> so I've got to figure that out. But yeah, I got to have Scrapple and cake. So I'm semi-happy right now. <laughs> Very nice. A little sugar rush never hurt nobody. Never hurt nobody. Uh, okay, maybe some people. My doctor Again, might me. say otherwise. Right. Also me. But <laughs> those people. Again, glad to have you all here. And we'll be right back to what we've been playing. I will see you on the other side.
and welcome back to the game raven review podcast with our segment what we are playing we talk about what we've been playing lately and just shooting the breeze about that honestly um i guess i can start with a little monologue here if you give me the floor on my soapbox so back in the day there was a book that will be unnamed at this point and that book was a very favorite among millions of people and to the point that it had like midnight releases of just that book series right and it's one of those things that I wasn't a part of that crowd, but, you know, a lot of people loved it. And there was a thing that people would do, which would be, hey, I got this book on, like, Kindle versus going to get a physical copy. And they would read the book and then go to those bookstores and yell out the window, so-and-so died. Mm-hmm. I think those people are, mm-hmm. like, literally safe. Like, how dare? How dare you ruin my experience? by posting a known spoiler of a game or a book or a movie or anything like that. And how dare you also algorithm who, if I look up one word, will then just show me screenshots of things that I did not ask for. Now, why am I talking about this? I am talking about this because I'm playing Final Fantasy 16. I apologize, Sarah. Um, it's a good game. It's also very story focused and a very good story in my opinion. So far, I'm not that far in. I'm past the demo and I'm about like three or four hours in at this point. Um, I looked up like one person playing it while they were playing the demo just to kind of see how they were reacting to it. And I guess that just told the algorithm all I want now is Final Fantasy 16. In which certain people have put certain things in just their, like, not even, like, in the video with, like, you know, the red circle with, like, an arrow pointing to it. No, that, like, straight up is a spoiler in their, like, thumbnail for their video. And I'm kind of sitting here like, that's upsetting to me. Wow. Because I didn't look for this. It was just suggested to me. I'm like, oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, that sucks. And I hate that. So you people out there in the interwebs, of course, um, blur faces, blur names, blur something like the idea that you're just showing full spoilers on things. I just grinds my gears just a little, but I'm still having fun again. I love the story. I love the fact that, hey, there's something called ATL, which is active time lore. Now, what is active time lore, you ask? Active time lore is me looking at Taz and being like, I wonder what Taz is about right now. I wonder what he's thinking about. I can press a button and figure out what Taz is thinking about right now. As in, if I see Taz on my screen, there is a button telling me that he doesn't like carrots. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Don't know why I need to know that, but, you know, cool. Oh, man, is that a building over there that looks kind of sus- like suspicious? Oh, that building has lore. Oh, that dog is cute. Does that dog have lore? Sure does. That dog has lore. And it's just like, oh, man, is that mom of mine having lore? Yeah, she has lore. And not only does the dog, like, the dog has lore, the dog have, has time lore. Meaning, if I see the dog in, like, hour one, and I check on him in hour three, his status has changed. So I am now looking at this animal with a different context because the act of lore is context based on what the scene is about. That's cool. Very cool. And you kind of get lost in that, right? Like it's, it is, it's scene to scene. So again, if you see a building 
and you're wondering, hey, I wonder what the building's about. Hit pause, hit another button, and it kind of tells you about the building. And it's like, oh, oh, this is dangerous. I can just be here for hours just reading things. Now, also good thing, there's a codex, so you don't have to do that. You can literally just ignore the act of time lore and watch it at the end or read it at the end, which is great. But if you do want to know why that person has a tattoo on their face, hey, guess what? It will tell you immediately that you can. Um, combat is good. The PS5 is a little struggling. Um, again, this on a PC would probably be a lot better. The frame rate is a little up and down, as we talked earlier, you know, probably about like Nintendo and their frame rates. Like, there's a graphics version, and then there's a frame rate version. I suggest using the frame rate version because the frame rate actually kind of gets stuck roughly around 45 in frame rate. While going for graphics, yes, it is 4K, but it is stuttery at best at times, especially when it's like high action kaiju battles. So for me, I think that's just better to go frame rate. There is an easy button where if you can just uh, you can equip a ring to just have you do combo. If you want to do cool combo and look like the cool, cool Final Fantasy boy, you can do that. And the ring just like just takes away all danger from you for the most part. Um, so because there is no real difficulty, you're kind of just either doing story mode or action mode. I chose action mode. I chose not to put anything really on me because, yeah, putting those rings on you just takes away doing combat. You're just pressing square all the time. Um, story is good. Um, it's very Game of Thrones, as many people have said. It is very Game of Thronesy, right? A lot of talking about like territories and people turning into like Attack on Titan like things. It's like, oh yeah, the dominance. Yeah, that's just Attack on Titan. Yeah, just just armored Titan fighting the female Titan. Yeah, I know. I've seen this. Yeah, it was like it's just super good. Like it's it's a game of the year. I don't know, man. Like it's it's hard to say that right now. There's a lot of games still. Co- to come out um but i'm having a good time um again do i think it's worth the price of course it is it's gonna be a super long game side missions for right now are i don't want to say dumb that sounds bad um super easy and not at least for the ones they give you like the first three side missions are hey you're now a waiter in this restaurant give them their food and they'll give you like lore and stuff and it's like oh that's nice but it's not like, hey, go save this person or go fight a thing. Um, but again, combat's good. Uh, story's good. Uh, my PS5 isn't on fire just yet, so that's good. <laughs> um, by the end of this game, it probably will be. The fan is kicking in sometimes. Um, yeah, it's a super good game. Um, if you like your Final Fantasies and sadly have a PlayStation 5 because you cannot play this on anything else, um, definitely worth it. Um, again, if you're not, if you just want to watch the story, I mean, you can just do that online, but if you want to buy the game and watch the story, there is also an option for you just to kind of do that and just press square a lot. So yeah, good game. Good combat. I'm enjoying myself. Has what have you been playing? I've been doing, of course, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. Haven't beaten that one yet, but I'm working on it. Um, but something that I started playing for my spooky Saturday uh, is a game that was trending like fall wintry of last year that I just didn't get around to playing. So I kind of missed the hype train a little bit. So but I'm gonna make some content out of it um, is the mortuary assistant. Uh, that game is I'm horrifying. A lot of jump scares. Um, 
solo dev'd actually and uh as the name suggests you are a a mortuary assistant you live in a studio apartment you're just trying to you know get a job um <laughs> and the 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 head guy i guess like calls out sick you have to go in for a shift cuz like three there are three cadavers and then he tells you oh yeah by the way stuff's possessed and haunted good luck uh i left tapes and like a cabinet full of like mystic things so you can identify the name of this the demon trying to kill you and and (laughs) so i'm like yo i better be getting paid like a lot of money per hour for dealing with this nonsense um and the jump scares are fantastic because you're it's like there's only like three rooms um it's raining so and it's nighttime so it's already kind of has that dark setting and then the jump scares are consist of like differently different designed demons just kind of popping out of nowhere you turn around and they're there um it's nothing like chasing you which i enjoy it's just purely like if you turn around and it's there like you you don't know you don't you just don't know and it's just they, they one looks like a like one of your like sleep paralysis demons there's like mm. an old lady one there's like a naked man like white bald naked man like mad max uh mm. pasty bald kind of looking guy we named him neil last night um <laughs> they have like big smiles yeah yeah and sometimes you'll just like open a cupboard and the head yeah. will just be there yep. and sometimes yep. it, you won't even notice it i've been watching some gameplay of it and I'll be watching it and the editor will will like rewind, go back and say, did you notice that? And there's just like a head there. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, that's yeah. that's terrifying. <laughs> yep. Yep. So if like you can definitely go into it with like some tunnel vision and just because you still have to do your job, you still have to, you know, embalm the cadaver and do all this stuff. Um, so <laughs> but so loud. the oh, yeah, that machine, the uh, uh, whatever the embalming fluid machine, it is terribly loud um but it is all game and you can like when you when you finish the three bodies you because you have to burn the one that's possessed um and it's they do it in games like the game designed is and you do it in shifts because you finally get through the day the doctor comes back at, at dawn is like hey good job you didn't die uh if you want to come back you can great because this is like he kind of how it, the game is set up is like um if uh this is something that uh, it doesn't go away now that you're exposed to it. Uh, you can either like l- like leave and always be like haunted, kind of, or you can just like do your job, do do this job, and like have a normal life. You can still clock out and it'll be fine. But um, so the game is designed in shifts. Like going back to the main menu, and then it, you have your stats. It's like demons possessed, demons burned. How many times have you been possessed? How many shifts have you completed? Like you. So this is a game that you can like keep playing it doesn't technically end um but i'm good with my first shift i'm clocking out i'm done give me my check uh i'm done playing that game (laughs) so um (laughs) it was a fantastically horrifying experience and a great game to bring back my spooky saturday i'm excited to edit some video uh, of the stream and stuff but um it was just terrifying highly recommend great game solo dev yeah and multiple endings depending on how well or bad you did Mm-hmm. five endings yep 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 and i think it's based on like difficulty so of course like your first shifts kind of be the easier one because there's like one there's like one two three four twelve there's twelve different demons so 
I only knocked out, you only do like one. I only knocked out one. So have fun. If you want, if you're a completionist and want all the endings, go for it. Or you can just watch them online. I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you could just also that. Keep your blood pressure low, kids. It's. Mm. <laughs> I do love that concept, though, of like, hey, man, you want to come back to this evil place? Like, no. No. I survived the night. Why am I coming back five nights? Like, don't know. <laughs> Like <laughs> coming back here <laughs> lied to me that five nights at freddy's thing it's like all right good job see you tomorrow like no you won't right he's like what 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 am i here for no <laughs> tell these kids to go to the afterlife i guess i don't care remnant get away from me <laughs> yeah oh my god oh <laughs> uh, then all right um autumn what have you been playing um sorry i'm just dying from fnaf reference um, I've been playing Ratchet and Clank. I was going to uh, platinum it again, and I started playing it, and then it actually crashed on me. I'm stuck in, like, this one level. It's like a side level, and I'm halfway done getting a platinum, and I have to restart the whole game. Oh, no. So, so that's a mood. I love Ratchet and Clank. Uh, the one on the PS5 is, like, my obsession at the moment. Um... I restarted my island in Animal Crossing for like the hundredth time. So that's been an interesting adventure. Um, I'm actually going to be playing Sims today. I got a lot of stuff to do in the Sims. um, And there's a lot of games. Let's just say I bring my Switch with me to work every day. So I have like 20 minutes of either Pokemon or Zoom Zoom. I got Security Breach from FNAF. Like, there's a lot going on. <laughs> very nice, very nice. We might be talking about some FNAF later on. Wink, wink, not, not foreshadowing. Um, next, Puppet. Uh, well, in direct contrast to autumn uh i actually Ooh. haven't been playing a lot of <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> are you laughing at me sam no because I, I haven't looked so i, I looked i was like duolingo <laughs> okay <laughs> spoilers wow um i didn't even get there yet um so shocked I, me. I was like wait that, they have a game oh they have a game <laughs> i know right okay so anyway indirect contrast to autumn uh i have not been playing a lot of games which is very surprising to me because i'm usually one to be constantly playing like a bunch of different games uh but lately i have i have been watching a lot of anime which is great um, but I've also been doing Duolingo um, because I found out that I will be in Tokyo later this year. So, um, and my brother is is fluent because he lived there for like oh, a long while. Um, and I am just so terrified that I'm going to be sitting at dinner and everybody's going to be talking and I have no idea what's going on. So okay. <laughs> I've been learning Japanese. Um, and... Uh, that's, I mean, it was the only like quote unquote game I could think of that I've been like playing and it does feel like a game. Um, but you're like learning and it's super great. Um, yeah, they should hire me to be their marketing, um, spokesman cause it's great anyway. So that's just me. All right. Now we have to, cause you know, you brought it up. Hit me a little something. Give us a little, give us a little taste, a little, a little sliver. Come on. Let me see. Uh, sure. Uh, Watashi wa Emily this. So that means I am Emily. <laughs> nice. There wow. you go. That was very nice. That was good. Thanks. 
Mm. That confidence behind it, I like that. Very nice. Eric, what I... have you been playing? Uh, mo- honestly, like the the game I've been playing the most the last uh probably month or two now um has been Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, which is a series that I have seen from afar and just was like, uh, and I just never wanted to get into it. And then for some reason, I didn't realize this, but like I had already, I had bought in one of the games, apparently it was just in my library. And I was just like, wait, what, what? And then I was watching these, this YouTube channel. um, I think it's like rage gaming videos. Uh, they have a pro noob series on like a bunch of games, uh, but the main one was Monster Hunter. And I'm just watching this like, OK, this actually does look like fun. I need to I need to figure this out. And so I bought uh, the latest game Rise and it's DLC. And I have just been no lifing that game. <laughs> like just full on just like, oh, take big weapon, hit big monster thing. Cool. This is fun. I will say, though. The controls and the way the combat was did drive me nuts for a while because it's not the most like quick paced combat. It is definitely a little more like you can control your camera and your character, obviously. But my brain is used to the idea of like, well, if my camera is aiming this way and I hit an attack, I should my character should try to lean towards the direction I'm facing. No, it's based on where your character's facing. So you also have to make sure your character is rolling towards the monster. And I'm just like, oh, it's weird. Um, and then because of that, and the reason I actually started playing Rise, other than the videos, was because I got into Wild Hearts first, which is EA's like, we can do Monster Hunter. Um, it's actually very fun. Like, I do actually recommend it. It has some elements that I like more than Monster Hunter. But then there are some elements of Monster Hunter that I'm like, man, I wish this was in Wild Hearts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've just been playing the crap out of that, trying to grind for like armor sets and weapons and trying to beat the storylines. I think I'm actually near the end of the DLC story as well. So I actually have to finish that. <laughs> um, other than that, I've just been playing a few demos from uh, the next fest because that's going on right now. So I'm just like, oh, let me see what indie games has some demos out right now. Uh, so I've just been playing like random games like this game called Crypt Lord, which I swear gives me such an old school like Morrowind Oblivion, like that really like that era, like specifically Morrowind's era of like first person RPGs, action RPGs. Um, and it's pretty fun so far, but um, I got a, I got another couple games like this Unguard. It looks so silly. It's so cartoony. And it's just you're playing this chick who you who's like a swashbuckler. It, like she's using a rapier and everything. And it looks like the combat looks very fun. And so I'm actually kind of looking forward to trying this demo out. It looks silly and I love it. Because <laughs> you don't you don't see a lot of games with with like rapier combat focus. It's usually like either woo katana or like medieval big, you know, great swords and long swords. You don't see the rapier represented that much. Hmm. So I've just been like wanting to get into this. Um, but that's mostly it. Just like demos and then Monster Hunter. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. 
Well, thank you all for sharing. And we'll be right back with our question of the week. See you there. Welcome back to the game Raven Review podcast with our segment question of the week. Now, in our discord, we like to ask a few questions here and there, just kind of see where everyone's heads at. And we kind of pull a question from there or sometimes we just make it up here while we're kind of brainstorming before we actually start the podcast. If you'd like to join our discord, by the way, please go to our website GameRavenReview.com and a link to our Discord will be right there for you. The question we have this week is, how do you find your indie games and what are some ways you think people go about finding indies directly? Um, who would like to start? I can start. Go ahead, Puppet. Well, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I usually find my indie games actually on Twitter. Um, there's a couple days that are really great to be on Twitter, on indie game Twitter stuff, um, wow words. Um, Greenshot Saturday is like one of my favorite days because um, I'm able to kind of see not only like games coming up, but also like where they're at in the development. And I'm like a huge nerd and I like to know that kind of stuff. Um, And then also for some reason, like I, for some reason, it feels more personal to me. Like um, I kind of get to like see their journey. Um, and there are games that I have been hyped for, for like years that are coming out and, um, just cause I've been following them on Twitter. So, um, and, uh, shameless plug, uh, Game Raven happens to participate in Screenshot Saturday and a couple other, um, days like Wishlist Wednesday. Um, so it's a great, if you aren't following us on Twitter, do so there's some great indies that uh pop up on those um on those posts so that's kind of how i find a lot of my uh indie games and what are ways that people go about finding them i i feel like a lot of times people um like on steam will see like the indie genre and go through that which is like it's it's great um Although sometimes, and this is kind of a hot take a little bit, sometimes I feel like certain games on Steam are labeled as in- indie, but they aren't necessarily like what we think of as indie, um, mm-hmm. which we will dive more into during some, another shameless plug, uh, some panels coming up at Mag, uh, Mag West, if you are attending that. Um, and then also we do have a whole podcast about what indie means to us and all of that so um anyway that's how i like think people find them um i'm also remembering another great way i used to do this um early on and i probably should do it again but itch.io is a great website to find uh indie games that aren't on steam um for one reason or another um and i found some great games on itch.io too so oh, yeah. that's me thank you puppet uh, I, I actually can like kind of talk about like the h.io thing because it's 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 such a cool website to go on just because 
a lot of the times the things on there sometimes feel like either proof of concept or they're still in development, you know, because like getting your game up on Steam, like isn't necessarily hard. It's just not like you have to pay to get on there. <laughs> like, like it takes a lot of extra work. And thankfully, some indie uh, developers aren't doing what other indie developers do and just put in their game on Steam when it shouldn't be up there yet. It's like not ready or fully baked yet. Oh, for sure. And you have, yeah. And then you have some devs who are like, no, I'm going to I'm going to keep working on it. I'm going to keep it here and I'm going to let people play it if they want to you know, give me some money to like help uh, fund it. They can. And I found like so many cool, just like silly games or even tools like some of my some of the tools I use for VTubing I just are from itch.io, like having people throw things at my model or like having hands that have like a controller in them that actually can animate and like to the buttons I'm pressing. Like it's all cool stuff I found on itch.io because a lot of people just love posting on there. So it's, it is a good place to find both indie games, but also random tools and stuff for streamers and stuff like that. Um, and then I think the bigger places that I find are like you, Twitter, um, just because I follow Game Raven and all that stuff where, and I follow other developers and they're constantly like every either Saturday, Sunday or all, we'll just be like, hey, we're just going to like, boom, here's some, here's a game I'm looking forward to or something like that. Um, and then cool things like Next Fest, uh, which is currently going on uh, as of the recording of this. I just see a bunch of demos for indie games. And so I'm just like, cool, click, 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 click. And just install a bunch of them and just keep playing them. And then all the ones that I am like, ooh, I actually might want this game. I leave those installed. Any of the ones I'm like, eh, this isn't for me. I just uninstall the demo. So that way, even if the demo goes away, it's still technically sitting there with the name. Plus, I wishlist things, but it, it allows me to remember because I have terrible memory. So being able to just see it in my library makes me go, oh, yeah, that game. Um, like I was saying, there was a couple indie dem uh, demos that I was just playing um, in the previous segment. And this it, that's how I found them. I just went on Next Fest and was like, hey, what's around here? Up oh, that that you, 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 you. All right, let's try this. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's generally how I find mine. And I feel like a lot of people probably do end up finding indie games in similar veins where it's like if you just look for yourself it's not hard to find like you just look up literally just like indie games or uh i think i think there is a tag for that right on uh steam i, I always forget if they actually have a tag for that or not um but it gives you a quick little way of doing it but honestly the easiest way is just follow people who love indie games already because Every couple of days, I see either Game Raven or other people just like going, hey, look at this cool one. Hey, look at this cool one. Hey, this one's neat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there's also like some uh, content creators uh, on Twitter, too, that like just retweet stuff or like their whole Twitter is dedicated to like retweeting indie games. Um, and like I know <laughs> most people don't like bots, but I do follow some bots that just retweet like certain hashtags. And um, yeah, it's super easy to find stuff. Um, I also wanted to say about itch, uh, itch, itch.io um, too, because you mentioned the whole money thing. Like a lot of developers, this is what they do, you know, outside of their day job. And so they don't generally have a lot of funds. And so some of like some really great games are on itch.io that are literally like they, they 
don't have the uh, access to Steam. Um, and also, you can be kind of a part of their journey because they they uh, want feedback on their games. And so sometimes you can even be like a, a game tester or whatever um, for them, which is super helpful. And then also, like, if you're somebody who wants to get into the gaming industry, like, that's a great way to kind of dip your toe into game testing um, and communicating with developers and just making connections. Um, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. And even just like YouTube, follow certain uh, YouTubers who, like, love to just play tons of indie games every day. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, hi. I guess I'll go because I'm the one that wrote the question. Um, no, nuts. So I end up finding them a lot on Twitter as well um, because I was able to do like Wishlist Wednesday and stuff like that. I post a lot about it and then I find through content creators on Twitter. I kind of live on Twitter um, most of the time. But also one thing I like to do, and this is from my, like, my own thing, but I actually go in software and game development category on Twitch, and I look at streamers that are working on their games, which is really fun. I sometimes find games that way, or at least somebody that's working on a game or something, and I watch their stream, or I have it on in the background, and... They either do their own game or they're working on their game, talking about game development, as well as other topics. So it also depends on like what you're looking for. But I find games that way, which is really nice. And then the same with like YouTube and stuff. Like I know a couple of other people, they jump on the train depending on if they watch a YouTube version of it. So it's like the three most common ways. I haven't been on itch to be honest, that much, even though I should. Um, it's definitely something I'm going to look out for. But I'm trying to think, is there any way else besides looking on the free section or coming soon section on Steam? Because I stalk that because I'm poor. Like, I feel like I'm back in college kind of thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Feel that. Mm -hmm. I just look at the free section and then depending on if it's like early access or if it's just an indie game that just they made it for free or what I like doing is doing like coming soon. I will purposely search random things. It will be like horror tag and then look at like new and upcoming, all that stuff. That's how I find most of my other games too. But yeah. Yeah. I pretty much just use because um, I kind of utilize uh, subscription services like Amazon. Like a lot of people forget about Amazon gaming and they provide free games uh, oh, yeah. every month. Um, so utilize that because you're paying for it. Uh, and a lot of those yeah. games typically they can range between a pretty high end game to an indie game uh, a lot of the times um, as well really as old games. Yeah, like old stuff. Um, and as well as like Epic Games, like I check out like what their weekly Thursday free game is. And if it's an indie game, fantastic. So I try to snag that. Um, I also have Xbox Game Pass for PC. Um, and then there because and I can understand like probably you were saying like the Steam indie isn't always indie only because it's publicly generated. Anybody can tag a game, anything, um, whether it be right or wrong. Uh, but uh, 
Game Pass has their strict uh, indie category, and it's legit. And I kind of like go through that because I'm also paying 10 bucks a month for that. So I'm like, okay, sweet. I'm going to see what indie games are. And so that's just kind of how I find indie games when I'm like feeling a little indie or um, need something for my indie Mondays. So that's kind of what I use. Interesting. I always forget about it and then realize like, man, how are they making money right now? Yeah. The amount of like actually high end games that they'll sometimes just go here. I have this. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'll take this like $60 game for free. <laughs> I forget about Epic. You know, I check. I, I actually have a server that I'm on where they have a bot that all it does is anytime any game on Steam or Epic or it goes like is like free, it just posts a link to it. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. I think that was everyone. So thank you all for your answers. And if you would like to ask questions, you can ask questions too as well in our Discord. But if you'd like to answer questions like this, please join our Discord at GameRavenReview.com. Link be there right there for you. And we'll be right back with our main segment for this podcast. We'll see you there. And welcome back to the Game Raven Review podcast with our segment. We're just talking about summer indies that are coming out, maybe some that are pending a date but still coming out this year um and we pretty much do like a round robin i will hurry with mine i only have like the one me and autumn might yell about this but that's fine um so there's like a little small game that i yelled about like two years ago right and it's like a franchise that i somewhat enjoy by like a dude who was like making like christian indie games and worked at like a dollar tree or whatever and then made like this book and games and now a movie that comes out in a few months. You, you never heard of it, of course. It's called um, Find Out the Freddy's. And um, <laughs> so the game called like came out and it was kind of a glitchy mess, but eventually got somewhat OK. And then like. 2023 is like the year of FNAF because you're just getting a lot of FNAF right now. You got a movie that's finally being made and is made coming out in October. You have a help wanted two that nobody kind of asked for but we're getting it was so random so random and it's like end of the year and sister location which i thought it was a sister location remake which i'm like that game's not that old but no it's help wanted two and i'm like oh door i guess yeah sure all right i'll watch that i'll watch matt pat play that sure whatever Um, (laughs) because i can't do vr for anything i have glasses but there's also dlc for security breach called ruin and it's a little girl, and she's helping out some child, because it's not the child from the first game. I refuse to believe. Refuse. That's not him. That is a, that is a bot of some kind, or some kind of trap. Hey, please help me, Cassio. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, you, you're hamming up a little too much. One answer to another. Calm mm-hmm. that down just a tad, right? Like, you, you're crying too much on the radio, all right? Calm down, you. But it looks super cool. I hope it's not a buggy mess. Um, I'll play it. Like, I'm going to play it. Like, it's free also, so why wouldn't I play it? I hope it's a buggy mess. I don't. I don't. 
Like, also, this is made by Steel Wolf. Also, also, it has no date outside of July. So you have 30-ish days, I guess, for this game to come out. They have given us nothing. Just said the word July. And I'm like, oh, okay. July 32nd. Got you. Right. What day is it? Shut up. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I apologize. But no, I want it to be good. I think, like, I don't believe Steel Wolf, like, it's a bad studio by any means. I think the pressures of like, just having such a big name and title from what was very humble beginnings to now, you know, 30 books in a movie or whatever. Matt Pat's going to break it down and tell you all the secrets of what is and isn't a robot and all this stuff where you have all that pressure put on you and you came up with a game that isn't bad. Like I just look at ratings. People still have this great nine out of 10. I sure if that would you believe that game is great. I wouldn't give it that. I give it more like a six and a half to a seven. Um, still not bad by any means, but it's just a fine game. I just got it. Even though I've watched so many playthroughs, like I finally get to play it myself. So yeah. Tell me how you feel. I'll like, it. Yeah. Like, again, getting something after it's gotten fixed, I think, is a different experience from someone who got a day one, of course. So that's why oh, I yeah. hope Ruin is good. Because you had time to fix it. You had time to make your story right. How all the lore that we need. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... The lore! Um, but yeah, so Security Breach Ruin comes out in July. So July 32nd. Yep, mm-hmm. that's the date I said. <laughs> um... And I hope it's a good game. Um, again, Steel Wool Studios is doing it. Again, it's still attached to Scott Coffin. Still have your robots and your ghost kids, I guess. Um, so it should be fun. Uh, so that is my game that I'm looking forward to this summer. Now it is Taz. Taz, what is your first game? Uh, my first game coming out in July 12th, 2023. So less than a month is Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. Um, I streamed this game, I think, either for game, I think for Game Raven. But the first game was amazing because it's not at all what I and I, you, you never have like a game that like, you know, you you watch the trailers, you don't you know things. But then when the game actually comes out and you play it, it's nothing like you thought it was. Um, I thought it was just like, you know, fun teen squad, you know, going to a going to a little home island and you know chill out before graduation and stuff and then it kind of sort of had a uh like think of like a stranger things twist with like using the radio to talk to like i think the devil or god or somebody one of the two or both um and like all the above all the above uh you're rocking like parallel dimension gameplay and like it's so wild it was such a crazy story and i didn't think they would have like a second one and when i saw the announcement for it and now like it's about to come out i'm so excited um it's gonna be available on ps4 ps5 nintendo switch steam and according to the website netflix games so probably because i think you can get the first one on mobile too so that's probably how they're doing the mobile route um or I, i i actually i'm I don't know a lot about Netflix games. I've never actually done it, uh, but I've heard a lot about it. But that's what this says on the website. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, But for a brief description, uh, five years after the events of Oxenfree, Riley returns to her hometown of uh, Kamina to investigate mysterious radio signals 
what she finds is more than she bargained for. So that'll be fun and exciting to play. And I might have that on for uh, Indie Monday here on Game Raven. Nice. And I was just reading on Netflix game. Netflix games looks to be like apps. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, mm. uh, the new new generations. All right. And next we have Autumn. Autumn, what is your first game? Uh, Koa and the Five Pirates of Mara. And the developer, there's three. It's Undercoders, Talpa Games, and Chibig. I'm not good at English or words, so it's fun. Uh, their main description is that they join Koa and her best friend, Napopo, on an action-packed adventure through the islands of Mara. Outwit traps, maneuver dangerous environments, and explore a series of dazzling different landscapes on their quest to recover stolen pirate loot. Uh, they're set to come out July 27, 2023. I know it's only on Steam. Uh, they haven't had anything else anywhere. Um, they, I don't have like a main like website for them even. I got everything through their Twitter. Um, I saw this on Steam, and I've been obsessed with puzzle like like platformers. Uh, I'm about to play Spyro today, um, a little bit because. I got the day off and like I'm on that kind of kick where potentially like I, th- I think it's along the same of Ratchet and Clank Inspire where it's an open like get all different collectibles. I haven't been able to say a lot of this game, but I'm excited and hopefully um, there might be like something that will come out more about it, but they're very limited on their stuff. But yeah. It's less than a month or a month and two days away. Very nice. Pop it. I am excited to tell you about this game. Um, I might have mentioned this game um, a little bit (laughs) before this podcast. Um, But Cristala is coming to Kickstarter on Tuesday, July 11th. And um, this game, if you haven't heard about it, it is a Dark Souls-like game, but with cats. And you play as a fiendline warrior um, with the gift of Crystalla. And basically you master these like six magic specialties and um, you visit all kinds of different places in the world. Um, and you work with these like famed Roxaka warriors and um, you build all your skills. And um, you are trying to uncover this source of a curse that's happening that's transforming all of the creatures in the world into these, like, mutated monsters. And um, there is, like, so much about this game that I'm so excited about. But I think what I'm most excited about is all of the lore. And uh, if you go to their website, uh, Astral Clockwork Studios, um, you can see more about um, the different clans that are included in this like uh, cat warrior world. Um, and as somebody who loves cats and also uh, really difficult games and dark um, games, I am extremely excited. Um, I think if I were in this world, there's like, wait, uh, six different clans. Um, there is the Nizgara clan, which is like, they're masters of the natural world. Um, and there's the, I'm going to, I think it's Mirtuna, Mirtuna clan. And they're like into divination and things that are like a cult. I think I probably would be a part of that clan, maybe. Um, and then there's the Tandara clan. 
um, and they're like hunters and fishers. Um, and then there's the Kyoza clan, um, and they're like the fire clan with like uh, they live in volcanoes and they're masters of like magma and stuff like that. And then there's the sky sky. Skyomana. I still have to learn all of these words and how to say them, but um, they're the masters of the mind, um, which is kind of cool. I think I might want to play as that too. Um, and then there's the Liumina clan. Um, and these are like the, you know, um, like if you played magic, um, the white deck, you know, the pure hearted, like light seeking energy clan. Um, so anyway, those are like the six clans. Um, and I'm excited to learn more about them and to play through this super cool uh, Souls-like game with cats. Um, it will be coming to PC and consoles, um, it says on their website. Uh, that's to, to be announced, um, which consoles those will be. Um, and you can find out more at Astral Clock Tower Studios um, on their, on their website. Also, I should mention, we have had them here on the podcast before when they were really early in development. Um, and we have played their demo before. Um, they are really awesome, wonderful people. Um, it's uh, three women who are heading up this team. And um, I don't know, I'm just really excited that there's like this Souls-like game being developed by women. So also, that's a plus. So there you go. Cristala coming to Kickstarter July 11th. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. Uh, yeah. Um, my first game is a game called Elements. Um, it is by the developers Wrecked Games. Per their description, uh, it's kind of a third-person action RPG. Uh, it's very open-world adventuring. It's about two siblings and their hunt for eight elemental stones. Uh, which is used to uncover magic and mystery and to restore balance to the elemental world and their own. I actually found this on Kickstarter and I actually pledged to them. I, I backed the project. It got fully funded. It just looks really fun. The graphics are just very like cartoony, but vivid and just have a really good vibe to them. Uh, kind of that medieval esque era thing you know fantasy but it just looks so cool because like the magic is all about using elements and the effects look really cool it looks like you can do a lot of cool elemental attacks you get to fight some really cool looking monsters honestly and every time i just like watched the gameplay footage i'm just like this game looks really fun and i really want this game to actually come out and be good because yeah whenever i see games like these i'm just like yes we need more of this like lean into your style uh, i'm getting tired of a lot of indie games kind of and i and i don't mean this is too much of a a slight towards them but i'm kind of getting bored of developers just kind of leaning too much into just like realism everywhere realistic graphics realistic te- textures and all like that kind of stuff rather than leaning into a style and making a unique style that's theirs um i love games that can just like pull you into their world like you know like games like you know genshin impact and breath of the wild and stuff like that dragon quest like you play these games and you're sucked in because everything is cohesive everything looks 
a part of the same world. And because they're so cartoony and just lean into what they are, they survive so much better in the test of time because you're not distracted by the fact that it's realistic for five years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, this game looks really cool. And something that I didn't realize they were actually going to go with, because I knew that they were going to have multiplayer. I did not notice until I just saw that they're actually going to support local co-op old school split screen co-op. And I'm just like, yes, bring back the like your buddies are over sitting on the couch, each with a controller and you're playing the game next to you and just playing the game together. Cause like that's, that's kind of becoming a, a dying art and I kind of miss it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I actually backed the game. Uh, I think I, I think I'm getting myself a key, but I think I also backed enough to get like a second key. So I'm probably going to I'm probably going to have a friend <laughs> play just like drag a friend through the game with me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks super fun. It's coming soon. <laughs> That's the release thing It's coming soon. Um, but it looks like it's going to be releasing for all platforms uh, from what I've uh, been able to read. Um, but it's going to be on Steam. So if you're into Steam, go for it. All right. And next we have Taz. So my next game is a little little game called Lies of P. It is a Pinocchio Souls-like, more of a Bloodborne-esque game um, developed by or being developed by um, uh, NeoWiz Games. Uh, Lies of P is a thrilling Souls-like that takes the story of Pinocchio, turns it on its head, and sets it against the darkly elegated or darkly elegant backdrop of the bell epoch era um uh sam and i we uh you know we talked about this last week a little bit but like it like when this game was first like teased uh way back when it was like one of those games like no way this is real this is just like this is not a game this is just somebody's animation video <laughs> that they're produced because you know sometimes that happened like oh that's that wasn't a real game it was just somebody's little animated movie um but Lies of P is completely real. Com- comes out September nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Sam, you played it. Uh, you yeah. you demoed it um, at PAX West last year. Um, the demo for it is available on Steam, and you can even pre order it right now. And they ha- the if you go to the website, their pre order bonus, you get an outfit, um, and you look like a little silly little boy with like shorts and a cool hat. Um, oh. I don't know what the stats are. If it's like a stat based thing or what, um, but it's it. I mean, for an indie game, you know, it's uh, it's it's gonna be a whopping 60, 60 bones. But um, I'm definitely gonna make the land the pre order. Ask for the time off. I don't even know if if I'll touch the demo. I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'll do. Um, but uh, maybe I'll give it a try. Maybe I'll stream it because uh, we've I, I've seen some people stream the demo. Um. So and uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the that's my second game. Yep, yep, yep. Because te- technically it is still quarter three. That's why I got super pumped when we kind of labeled it as such, not just summer, because it comes out in September. But September thirtieth is in uh is at the end of quarter three. But yeah, you're right. It's still warm. Still warm. Especially if you live in the south, it's still hot. 
<laughs> oh man all right next we have autumn autumn what's your second game hello hello mine is uh vaudeville so what i'm really this one okay first i'll get you like the little general stuff on it it's from bumblebee studios it's gonna come out june 30th uh 2023 so that was like literally on the cusp of quarter two to quarter three um it's only gonna be on steam uh and it's their description there's something in it that you gotta like concentrate and that's why i'm picking this game um from the scenery to the illustrations from the dialogues to the music vaudeville is an experimental whodunit game based on the latest ai tech this tale of murder, suspense, and absurdity unfolds you as you play, and you are the protagonist. Um, the biggest thing is it's all AI. So Whoa. for me, I don't necessarily like that it went through AI, but I'm interested, and that's why I'm excited, because it could bring a whole different kind of either chaos or just genre two games in general um it could definitely probably enhance some things for us but not necessarily make it like the end all be all because it's not a human actually doing things um i'm excited because you get to type in to figure things out so you could literally talk to the ai character and the ai character has its own voice depending on who you're talking to um, obviously, it will sound like an AI. It doesn't have proper vocal inflections or whatnot. But it's something I'm extremely like curious about. I wouldn't say this is going to be my number one game, but it's going to take games into a whole different kind of way. And especially, it's like the day after my birthday. So I'm like, that's my birthday gift to myself. <laughs> like <laughs> Something that's going to catch my eye and really get us into a different direction if it does really well or it might... The developers might learn from this, which is cool, but um, it's more on the, I would say, realistic side of graphic, which is interesting, but it also gives me that eerie feel, and it's supposed to because it's supposed to be the murder suspense game, but yeah, we'll see how that goes when it comes out next week. This looks really cool. Thank you for bringing this game. I'm excited, too. Yeah, I'm I'm more excited about typing to the character than anything else. You actually type and the AI just goes with it. Yeah, like I don't know why I never pieced together like AI and video games, but like yeah, this could change the game. Pun intended. Yeah. Are you going to stream this game? Autumn? I potentially might. I'm going to see if I'm I'm able to get it as a birthday gift and if not i'll work my magic and at some point i will cool well i'm i'm definitely going to watch for sure and it might be really cool to uh talk about this in future podcasts next is you puppet um my next game um is really cool um if you are a fan of little nightmares or inside if you know those games um you're going to be excited about this game. Uh, it actually just came out um, on June 14th, which I know technically isn't part of the quarter that we're talking about, but 
it was still kind of warm then. I don't know. Um, anyway, this uh, this game is called Daydream, and it's about um, a person who is like visualizing himself as a small child, and uh, his name is Griffin, and he's accompanied by this like adorable little cute teddy bear, um, and there are like puzzles, and you're trying to escape monsters, and um, there's and the story is like just amazing from what i'm seeing um very touching um extremely emotional um basically this guy is just trying to find some inner inner peace and it deals with a lot of like like the bitter bittersweet beauty of like letting go of things um which i am a huge fan of games that are emotional and dark and adorable so this hits all the boxes for me I'm very excited to play it. I have not played it yet. Um, full disclosure, I found out about it today when we were researching stuff. Um, so, yes, very excited. Um, it's got great music. It's very cinematic. Um, again, if you're a Little Nightmares fan, highly recommend this game. Um, it is coming to all kinds of platforms. So most likely you have, uh, if you're a console person, um, that's great. If you just want it on PC, that's great. I probably will play it on the Nintendo Switch because I'm a Switch person. Um, something else I wanted to mention about this game, which blew my mind, is that um, it is, uh, it's developed by Frozen Line Studios, and it's a team of three people. They're two 3D artists and a programmer, and that's it. And everything that they invented for this game, they developed all together from the ideas to the puzzles. And it blows my mind because this game looks gorgeous. Um, and I, I love it when small teams like this create such masterpieces. Um, it just, it floors me every time. Like 3D artists are just amazing. But to have only one programmer, like that's amazing too. Anyway, I'm very excited for this. Again, it's already out. Um, you can access it all over the place um it came out june 14th so go check it out guys very nice and last we have eric with his second game hi um okay so throwing in a curveball because uh the game i originally was going to talk about um it literally just is coming soon and this is actually a game i've talked about before i didn't realize that there was another game on my wish list that i'm actually looking forward to a lot that it's coming out in august <laughs> so i am changing my thing my apologies <laughs> uh the game i actually want to talk about because, again i did not realize it was coming out literally in august is a game called i am future cozy apocalypse survival it is made by mandragora uh, that is the developer and it's actually a game I played the demo. I think is the demo out right now? Yes. So you can go play the demo right now. Um, it's an interesting game. So it's a relaxing survival game about building a cozy rooftop camp amid a flooded post-apocalyptic city. Set up a farm, cook delicious food, dismantle tools for crafting resources, automate chores by recruiting cute robots and uncover the mystery behind the catastrophe yeah your character literally just wakes up from stasis and the whole world is just flooded <laughs> and you're just like huh and so you're just like 
basically on this rooftop trying to fix things and make it livable and make a farm. Um, so it's definitely up my alley of the types of games I love to play, which are kind of your farming sim adventure type things. It's got a good sense of humor. I love the art style. It's so good. Um, the voicing from what I remember from the demo was really good. Uh, right now, I believe it's only on it's only going to be on Steam, um, but I would have to look into uh, the company a bit more to see if maybe they plan on doing uh, further releases, because I feel like this game would actually be really fun to play like in a mobile form, like, you know, on your Switch or Steam Deck or whatever. Um, well, I guess if you had a Steam Deck, you could just run on Steam anyway. Anyway, uh, <laughs> fun game. I'm actually I, I'm very much actually looking forward to this because I played the demo and fell in love with it. And I'm like, let me buy the dang game already. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, this looks adorable. So cool. I love that one of the first robots you talk to is literally the freaking vending machine. <laughs> Oh, no, it's the fridge. It was the fridge. You talked to the fridge first. Mm -hmm. So good. I think I streamed this game, actually. I might have streamed this on Game Raven. It's like one of my Thor's day. It was just like, it's next fest. Let's play demos. I think this is one of them. It is cool. I wanted to do that this week, but my OBS is being stupid. Well, hey, that has been our podcast for this week. I've been your host, Sam. here at the Game Raven Review Podcast. You can pretty much find me on everything. Sam said it, DFW. And we'll just go around here real quick. Taz, where can you be found? Yes, you can find me at TazCivil3 on all the social media. Um, I stream for Game Raven on Sundays and Mondays, on me personally on Mondays um, at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, playing whatever's hipping and hopping in the indie world. Um, I do also stream on my own channel doing Hot Take Tuesday where we talk about hot takes in the entertainment and media industry or video games or, you know, franchises or what have you. And then uh, Spooky Saturday on Saturdays. Very nice. Eric, where can you be found? Uh, I can be found pretty much on most platforms at Eric Ronan. Uh, over on YouTube, I just use my full, my regular name, Eric Faris. Um, yeah, I stream on my own Twitch channel usually every day when OBS isn't crashing on me constantly. And then I stream on Game Raven on Thursdays, again, when OBS isn't crashing on me all the time. Uh, I am also a VTuber, so you can come and uh, throw crap at me. It's fun. <laughs> I actually just added that feature, uh, so I look forward to a couple of my friends taking advantage of that and spamming that over <laughs> and over again sorry i'm having moment here <laughs> but yeah i do art i do content creation i do streaming i love stuff i also do music i'm in a band uh you can look up black bog on uh Bandcamp if you want to hear some fun metal music very nice very nice autumn where can you be found well hello um i am now under sim crossing on twitch um i i do things yeah uh yeah. if you just look up sim crossing there's either an underscore or no underscore uh, depending on what platform uh, i run in the fall i'm debuting a tumblr that's dedicated to an animal crossing sim universe which is really fun um 
but I stream on Tuesdays and Wednesdays here. I forgot what time they are because I just changed them recently and I'm getting back into having a life rather than being at work 24-7. Um, but yeah, I mostly concentrate on, well, now I'll be concentrating on either some spooky games, platforming games, and calming, cozy games, what have you. So, yay, if you have any ideas, you can bring them my way. And puppet. I am Puppet Master N, that's Puppet Master E-N, and um, I am on all the socials, um, pretty much everywhere, uh, and I'm also on Twitch, although I am on a bit of a hiatus, as I've kind of been in the last couple years, um, but kind of more officially uh, dealing with some personal mental health stuff, as a lot of us are. Um, trying to give myself space. So you won't see me on Twitch so much, but maybe once in a while when I'm feeling good. And then um, officially I stream on Saturday nights uh, for a game Raven um, when I don't sleep through it like I did last night. <laughs> so hi, I'm Puppet. I um, apparently am the owner of this, but very inconsistent. But I'm here and I'm trying. So that's me. Trying is half the battle. Yeah, no, for sure. It feels like all the battle, actually. True. True. And hey, if you would like to know more about us here at Game Raven, please go to GameRavenReview.com. We also have a TikTok. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have all the social media under Game Raven Review. We're also on Twitch. If you're, We also have our live streams on Twitch. As mentioned, we also live stream this podcast if you're just listening also on Twitch, which is, guess what? Game Raven Review. So please follow us if you can. Please go to our website, check us out, read our articles. Just have a jolly good time. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. And until next time, goodbye. game.